Hello once again and welcome to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine and I genuinely thank you for listening. What is today's topic? We are going to analyze whether or not we may be too sensitive. The goal will be to identify our own level of sensitivity and then to see where we individually want it to be. So let's start. Yeah, I once knew a couple with children, and the mother specifically tried everything to stop one of her children from climbing a tree in their yard. She would tell him to stop every time he tried to climb that tree, the reason being that she didn't want to see him fall and get hurt. Now, the father felt the same way, but his approach was totally different. See, his thought was, let the boy climb the tree, then if he hurts himself, he will learn not to do it again. Let's talk about this. Both the mom and the dad in this scenario both love their kids. You can't convince me, knowing them personally, that one loved them more than the other. It was mutual. They both instinctively, for whatever reason, just went about loving and caring about their kids in completely different ways. So, so now it's your turn. Which one would you say you are? I'll start. I, I have the mindset of the mother here completely. I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I had the dad's view and then my child subsequently got hurt on my watch. That would be hard. But, but others may say that the father here is teaching a life lesson, which may be reasonable too. So let me ask you this. If you're like me and you agree with the mother here, does that make us overly sensitive? See, sensitivity is a multifaceted discussion. People with self-esteem issues might really run with the overly sensitive thing because it's easy to be convinced of things that may or may not be happening. For example, maybe I can explain it like this. You hear laughing? Well, that laughter must be directed at me. Or it's like some kind of spy versus spy thing. You know, there has to be a, a hidden meaning in what that person just said to me. What do they really mean by that? See, this overly sensitive process is very real. But along with this, it's really a two-edged sword because being sensitive to others in a good way is one of the best parts of humanity. Did you ever see the scene in the diner in the 1940 film, The Grapes of Wrath? Let me, let me set the scene for you. There's two customers on stools. They're sitting at an old-time lunch counter. There's also a waitress and there's a cook. Well, a poor family walks in and wants to buy bread that the diner usually uses to make sandwich with, and they can only spend a dime. The, the waitress isn't really going for the idea, and she hesitates, but the cook steps in and tells her, go get them the bread. Well, when the man in the family pays for it, 
The children at the same time in the family are looking at candy under the glass. The waitress tells them that that candy goes for two for a penny. So each of the two kids get candy too. The family leaves and one of the guys sitting at the lunch counter knowingly reminds the waitress, you know that candy was supposed to be five cents each. But then something even better happens. When he and the other customer get up to leave, they unceremoniously leave the change that they were supposed to get back from their lunch bill, and it covers everything. Bottom line, every single person there was sensitive to the needs of this poor family. And it was extremely heartwarming. And that's often what sensitive people bring to the party. That's what they bring to the table. So I guess what we're talking about is being sensitive in two ways. The first way, like we just went over with the film's example, is being extra understanding of others. It's sensitivity that I guess you could say befriends empathy. I don't think we can be too sensitive to others in this way, other than maybe the fact that we're going to very much be opening ourselves up to the opportunity to be let down or hurt. And yes, that's a hard line to walk. I was thinking, I would imagine being a surgeon, you have to know you did everything you could to have tried to save someone, but sometimes they just don't make it. Still though, you could ask yourself, was it worth the effort? Of course. But likewise, if we're sensitive in our patience and kindness and empathy and so on with others, we probably need to come to grips with, like that surgeon, we can't save everybody. But again, the effort is still worth it. We just need to find a way to accept that we did all that we could, which is very easier said than done, though it is possible. The second way that we can be overly sensitive, the one which we should keep in check, is, is, is maybe better identified as being touchy. Now, being touchy is tying sensitivity in with irritability. But here's what can happen if we let this get out of hand. In fact, there are three categories of this, according to psychology today. Category number one is considered sensitivity about oneself. What does that mean? Well, this leads to a person often having difficulty letting go of negative thoughts and emotions. They're terrified of rejection, even in relatively minor situations. And, and they often compare themselves with others, experiencing unhappy feelings from their own negative social comparison. So that's sensitivity about oneself. A category two, that is sensitivity about others. This means that they often think about what others are thinking about them. Uh, they tend to take things very, very personally, and most find it difficult, even when triggered by relatively small unpleasantness with people, they find it hard to just let go, just let it go and just move on. And category number three, well, that's sensitivity about one's environment. This is where a person feels completely uncomfortable in public crowds or in a room full of people or when too many things are occurring simultaneously. And this also, by the way, it happens way too easily when they feel unhappy when they follow posts on social media. It's easy to feel dejected 
or to feel uh, like something is personal when it might not be. See, this touchiness or being overly sensitive in this regard is so hard because often we are waiting to get hurt. So what happens? We do. This, man, this is a hard way to live. But you know what? It's like depression in the sense that it gets comfortable. Now, you're probably thinking, wait, what? Depression is not comfortable. It's horrible. What are you talking about? Well, you're right. It's not comfortable in itself. But when you get used to depression and it becomes normal, letting it go is hard, even if you want to. It takes work. It takes hard work. And, and it means usually facing things that ultimately put you there in the first place, which is tricky to do. Well, it's the same thing with being sensitive to a fault. You don't like it at all, but you get used to it. Being hurt by everything becomes par for the course. That's scary, but it is the reality of many people. Let's make this personal. I'll share something with you. When I lived in New York in the 90s, a friend of mine once described me as being a teddy bear filled with gunpowder. At the time, I thought that was kind of cool. I, I actually thought it was kind of funny. But you know what? Now, I don't. I hate that thought now. That illustrative way of putting it is so dead on. It's a perfect way to describe one who is sensitive in both the positive and the negative ways. See, when you're consumed with a life that consists of, I love you, but you better not hurt me, and I know you will, and I'm waiting for it, that is a hard way to live. I don't want to be a teddy bear filled with gunpowder. I don't want that to be my modus operandi, even though on some level I know it's still there. So can that change? Logically, we can ask, can I fix this? Can we fix this? Is it fixable? Can we be less sensitive? The answer is yes. It is extremely hard, and I by no means have mastered this, but yes. Think about it like this. If you're a sensitive person in the first place, the good sensitive, you are probably super compassionate with other people the underdogs, the oppressed, someone who hasn't been treated fairly. You know, this probably wouldn't even stop with humans. You're probably the kind of person that wants to adopt all the animals in the shelter and bring them home to save them. This is a remarkable quality about you. So here's the trick. You have to learn to be that compassionate with yourself. You have to learn to forgive yourself. You have to learn to not take yourself so seriously that you can function without everything threatening you. It's very hard, but it's very doable. See, we have to digest the thought that this is not a habit that we can change immediately because right now, unfortunately, it's who we are. But it can change. You absolutely have to remember to give yourself credit along the way. We can't be all or nothing with this. It's a gradual process. Think of it like this. If someone cuts down from smoking three packs a day to two cigarettes a day, that is a huge accomplishment, and we would be proud of them. It would be horrific if we were like, oh, so you're still smoking? 
look at all the progress that they made. They're gonna they're gonna get there if they stay determined. They will get the rest of the way there. Same thing with this. Notice your improvements. Be proud of yourself and remember that a setback does not mean a failure. It's the old adage of losing the battle but winning the war. It's a good way to view it. You know what helps me sometimes? When we encounter people that are hurtful, people that are insensitive legitimately, take a beat and remember something made them that way. They are just as, if not more damaged than we are, no matter how they present themselves, no matter how they dress themselves up, no matter how they package themselves. It doesn't make their words go away, but it kind of helps to put them in perspective in the big picture. To close, if you're a sensitive person, or maybe even an overly sensitive person, use your powers of sensitivity for good. Use the perception that you probably have, the care, the feeling. And oftentimes, this equates to creativity too. Use all the things that come along with it and be more of what this world desperately needs more of. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we put background music to our topic. We have for you this time around a sensitivity, teddy bears, and gunpowder playlist. You can find it real easy on Spotify. Spotify On Spotify, just type in Refresher Podcast dash sensitivity, teddy bears, and gunpowder. So what do we have on tap for you this time? Well, track number one is by Juliana Hatfield, and it is entitled What a Life. That's What a Life by Juliana Hatfield. Number two, Fragile by Wire. Number three is Teardrop by Massive Attack. This is one of the prettiest down-tempo tracks of all time, in my humble opinion. Number four, Sad Song by The Cars. They released an album later in their career before before Rick Ocasek died, and it was good. It was really, really good. It, it was as good, a lot of it, as their old material. This is an example of that. Sad Song by The Cars. Number five, Handle With Care by the all-star group The Traveling Wilburys. Number six, it's a little quirky, but it, but it works. The Violent Femmes version of Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? Really good. Number seven, a song called I Guess I'm Just a Little Too Sensitive by a band called Orange Juice. Now, I've always thought that Europeans have always had more love and respect for American soul and R&B than most mainstream Americans do in a lot of cases. And this is an example of why I think so. Number eight, The Flower Called Nowhere by Stereolab. It's so atmospheric, it's surreal. Number nine is In the Cage by Genesis from their Lamb Lies Down on Broadway album. And number 10, Don't Let No One Get You Down by War. Great song. So you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast, Sensitivity, Teddy Bears, and Gunpowder. On behalf of the Refresher Podcast, I want to genuinely thank you all for your listening ears. I realize that 
time is a precious commodity and you sharing some of it here with me means a great deal to me. Thank you. And another way to enjoy your free time is to check out our friends at the Managing Expectations podcast. It's also on Spotify. It's well worth checking out. Everything from pop culture references galore to even an ongoing book club, which is a really great listen. Again, they are the Managing Expectations podcast. And also, there is the 7208 podcast on Spotify, too, where my son and I have teamed up for multi-generational pop culture, dot, 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 blended to perfection. And we're in the works. We've been talking a little bit about, about, about putting another one up. So we'll see. I'll let you know how that goes. That is the 7208 podcast on Spotify. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is the band Dive, and the song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor, and remember, there's a big difference between worry and concern. Think about that. We'll see you next time. Thank you.